I've written an introduction, Tim. Do you want to hear it? What is it no. written? Yeah, go on, go on. All right. <clears throat> Who's Keith, by the way? We'll, we'll get to Keith. Don't worry, we'll get to Keith. Okay, well, I've mentioned him in the introduction. That's fine, don't worry. Yeah, you can mention him, but that's fine as long as there's no more details about any instance. That, that's, all, that's all fine. No, uh, no worries. The NDA is still in, in place. So... Welcome to this episode of Bite High No Limits Teletext People. In this episode, me and Dan Farriman speak to Tim from at CFO. Tim's Twitter account, which is a pastiche on CFAX, is taking Twitter by storm with his humorous puns on TV listings from yesteryear. The episode is a part of our communities at Teletext Sofa Club, and Dan Farriman has kindly let me use the audio from his YouTube stream, which you can get at Illiterate, which is his YouTube channel. Links, as ever, are in the comments. Introducing Tim and Keith. Tim is a writer, dog and cat owner. Keith is a demon on the badminton court. However, you may be one of the 3,933 followers that know these better as CFO, dubbed marvellous by TV quiz hardwoman Victoria Cora Mitchell and also mentioned in dispatches by alleged funny man Nish Kumar. We introduce you tonight, the Sofa Club, to Keith and Tim of CFO. Hello. Hello. Good to have you yeah. here. It's uh, slightly, slightly more followers since you did that. Uh, so we're up to 4,200. Uh, oh, no. No, three people have just left, which is fine. Well, uh, let me start uh, that again then. No, it's, it's, yeah, four, four two nine nine, four two nine nine. Let's try that. Basically, just all blah 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 blah. Four two nine nine. That's brilliant. Thank you. Oh, it's a lovely four, two, instruction. Nine, thank nine. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for getting the number right. That was very kind. Cheers. Yeah, that was it. But it was right last night when I was like slaving over that script. <laughs> so um, you know, it, it goes to show. Obviously, you are you know quite honestly, you are actually gaining uh, quite a substantial following. So. Um, you know, with, with the love of, uh, you know, CFAX. And uh, to anybody who's just hopped on because I love Sofa Club and I don't know who you are, Tim, we better explain what your website is. Um, would you like to explain in your own words what, what you do? Uh, yeah, so I guess CFO is a, uh, it's a kind of, it's a, it's a two prongy thing. One is it's a bit of a celebration of, of CFAX. Very particular CFAX, not Teletext. There's people, oh, you do a Teletext. No, I run a CFAX site. Uh, very, very distinct differences there. Um, and then really it's about uh, doing some TV listings. So trying to do some humorous TV listings, uh, trying to do two new ones a day uh, with a repeat at lunchtimes uh, and just trying to basically bring a little bit of a smile to uh, to Twitter because the smile has disappeared over the last uh, year or so. And uh, yeah, it just started it uh, off the back of, uh, of a piece of fun that I did with some friends a couple of years ago where they were doing a Friday night um, live stream chap called John Rain, who runs a thing called Smirshpod, uh, and uh, his friend Paul Litchfield, both very, very funny guys. They were doing... Um, a lot of sketches during lockdown friday night two hours really good fun i started just sending them videos they started getting involved and i started trying to come up with stuff that would resonate with the audience and i just dug into my memory bank and one day just thought i should go and look at some cfax 
and I started just watching CFAX for like two hours on YouTube. I thought to myself, <laughs> there won't be any sad people who do anything like this. Um, and uh, and then what I realized was that I could probably take that format and do something with it, mainly because it's quite easy to copy and paste. I'm not particularly good on the technical side of things, but having found a CFAX editor uh, and then just being able to kind of paste it and do stuff with it, done it from there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got really popular and people really like it and I get lovely messages and I've only had one complaint and that was uh, that was just a misunderstanding where someone thought I was having a go at a particular group of people when I was actually having a go at Skeletor the uh, the villain from He-Man so I don't know whether they were big Skeletor advocates or not whether that was the problem but uh, no it's been brilliant and uh, yeah the likes of you guys have got in touch but it's incredible just people get involved and have fun it's just really nice it's just it's fun doing it and if it makes one person laugh then then that's great but it's making lots of people laugh so that makes me happy so what what sort of when you said you're staring at the teletext and, and things like that was it like tv listings was you know was something you thought of straight away sort of like a portmanteau of the tv listings and and, and some puns in there or, or what did you consider any other ideas beforehand yeah i mean i grew up watching a lot of uh, a lot of comedy and uh, I got into Charlie Brooker quite early on and Charlie wrote some of his early columns, TV Go Home, which was basically taking the radio times and then turning that into just nonsense TV shows. Uh, highly sweary at times, but just sort of really enjoyed that. And then thought, actually, I could probably do something similar. So I just started and sat down and thought, right, can I write one of these? And when you write one, you then start writing loads of loads. Before I know, I had about 20 of them in about an hour. I thought mm -hmm. this is actually quite good fun. So I kind of went from there and then put it away for ages. Didn't think we just did that for one night. 30, 40 people liked it, put it away for ages. And then just last year, I just thought I should give that a go on on on, uh, on Twitter and see what happens. Started off with one follower, someone who'd seen it before. And then it kind of grew from there. Yeah, and we're over 4,000 now. So it's, yeah, it's brilliant. And the fact I say people are lovely and people get in touch and say really nice things. And you just get messages saying, oh, I was having a rubbish day. And then I laughed out loud at that. So thanks very much. And if that's what we're doing, that's great. Yeah. So hopefully through uh, the course of this evening, we will have uh, people um, on the Discord and on the YouTube. We do have our man in the dugout, Dan, over there. So, uh, yeah. What have you got to add there, Dan? Uh, well, Reese, Dr. Reese. Hi, Dr. Reese. He asks, in fact, he says, I have a CFO entry for your critique. Oh, blimey, Charlie. Okay, well, by all means. Yeah, go for it. Uh, complete writer's block for any of the CFO competitions, but I might submit. Type it here if you want. So, 0600, the Channel 4 Daily. Channel 4 Daily. Uh, champion decathlete in a failed attempt to set, set up his own cable offering. Posh sacks and bizarre blinds fail to set the ratings alight. Meanwhile, Tessa Sanderson and Fatima Whitbread buy the house next door and get a huge commission. So uh, critique-wise, Reese, I think, first of all, you've managed to successfully identify that most of our audience are somewhere between the ages of 39 and 49. So you've hit that sweet spot of let's do a Daily Thompson's 1980s reference. So that's good. You've, you've livened it up by taking the Channel 4 daily and turning that into a pun, straight away, pun tick job done you, you could have rested there you could have stopped you could have just said i'm done for the night guys i'm off out but actually what you've done then is you you've added in some more details you've added posh sacks and bizarre blinds nice you're building an image it's good you're world building it's lovely and then you throw in tessa sanderson and fatima whitbread i say thrown in because they're of course both javelin throwers uh and yeah no i think what you've done there is you you've really it, listen i 
as far as I'm concerned, that would certainly get put into our idea pile. Mm -hmm. Oh, excellent. Well, Reynard City Update channel. Yes. He says, CFO is fucking brilliant, which brings me on to one of my questions. Uh, Have you ever accidentally misspelt CFO without the A and published it? So you can probably guess what that might be. No, no idea. No uh, idea. Uh, I mean, that'd be ridiculous. That'd be like taking the word C and facts, spelling facts incorrectly and jamming them together in a random way. That when you explain to people that's what C facts is, they go, no, it's not. It is. It's generally C facts. But I was really conscious when we started this um, that I wanted to be as C facts as possible without being C facts-y, mainly because I didn't want to get sued because I don't know how litigious the C facts community is. Uh, you know, they could probably write you really big letters, but only to a certain amount of characters. Um, and so I, I did, I looked at whether CFAX was a Twitter handle and it wasn't. And then I was just sitting around, I thought, oh, just make it faux, a faux as in, as in false. And then I realized, of course, after it kind of developed a bit of a following, it's really hard to explain to people how to pronounce it and say it. Uh, so yeah, we've made a bit of a mistake there, but no, we've never done that. We haven't done that at all. Uh, that's one of the basics we always make sure is to get our own name correct but 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 thanks very much for your question interesting nonetheless Hmm. Um, how many um when you started the channel up you know uh did you you know did you sort of like have a few in abeyance waiting to come out how how many did you write before you said i'd written so if i turn to my other computer here i had uh written so the original one i did was four proper pages as if they were listings through an evening with about four on each one. So I had about 16 to start with. And when I did it, I made it as a video and I stuck proper CFAX music under it. So I had about 16 to start with. So I thought, I'll start with that. And then what I thought was, oh, I could do three of these a day. This will be easy. Uh, and after about a month, I nearly died trying to do three a day. Um, and I realized this is insane. Why am I trying to do it? But what's really weird is that once you start doing it, you kind of get a bit of a head of steam. Uh, but no, I think the original 16 and uh, the first one I ever wrote was a snooker from Jupiter, uh, experimental sport using computers to simulate classic snooker finals as if they were played on other planets in the solar system. Will Dennis Taylor still win the 1985 World Championship if both he and Steve Davis and all the equipment are 252.7% heavier than on Earth? And I did that. And then the second one I ever wrote was uh, Zack Snyder's Dinner, 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 Batman, which is a gritty slow motion cookery contest. Uh, and yeah, they just kind of come, you know, you kind of get them and it's it's fun, you know, and people laugh. And sometimes people don't laugh. That doesn't matter as long as it makes you laugh. Some of the funniest ones that me and some, uh, some of my team have come up with um, have made literally no one laugh at all, but we will just laugh at them senselessly. So you mentioned your team there. Who else is uh, there helping you out? I don't have uh, their permission to, to grant their names, but we do have a series of what we like to call people uh, who come up with ideas. Some of them will come up with full-blown ideas and, and we'll send them around our little group chat system. Someone will literally send me maybe a, a line or a, the idea. I, I've got one right. just just sent me the phrase, anal partridge. 
and I've got to do something with that, basically. Uh, so that's fine. And then I've just got some other people, and and you, we have had more people come along who have sent ideas and stuff like that, which is why we started to do the uh, the competitions. Mm. Uh, and what's nice is that people do genuinely think about them. And one of the things we try and do is not make them too obvious if we can. You know, it's it's you know, don't just change the word cook for the word cock. That's mm. quite easy to do. The, the cock report, you know, can't cock, won't cock, that kind of thing. You know, it's mm. those sort of things. Which yeah, you can do that once or twice, but actually do something that's a little bit off the wall and stuff like that and sometimes you think no one's going to get this or you mm. do when you think it's a bit throwaway and then you find hundreds of people like it mm. so yeah so there's a few people out there doing stuff uh, we don't go out and solicit and say can you send us ideas because literally the amount we've had this last competition we just got swamped by them mm. but it's nice yeah. to showcase what those what everyone's doing yeah yeah so you're running your competition at the moment and um I think you're having to show three finalists a day for a month. Four, four, four a day, yeah. four a day for two weeks. So yeah. we had over 200, uh, and I would say about 150 of those were usable. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them were filthy. Some yeah. of them clearly, when I said don't swear, thought that meant swear as much as swear possible. As much as possible, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and mention mention people <laughs> that you don't want to mention. That's right, uh, yeah. So I, I imagine there's a few ex this morning presenters that probably yeah it's been fun. Fun. what's lucky is we kind of just closed it just around about the time after that's go for your stuff had, had finished um we'd done one already which was uh dancing on thin ice presented <laughs> by philip schofield which we we put out sitting in the computer we put out the night that it all broke and that got to a thousand views yeah. in like about likes in about three days We're like wow that's that's brilliant and that brought on about 500 people in terms of followers mm, yeah. uh, but we, it's, you know you, you try and maybe do something that's funny and satirical and it doesn't quite work and then you do something that is just totally insane uh one we did a while back was uh good gellers which was uh martin scorsese's gangster epic performed entirely by amateur ventriloquists yeah. i just it was literally a throwaway gag and my phone didn't stop pinging all day it was just like this is brilliant and we're just getting passed around people and stuff like that someone mm -hmm. sent it to me saying have you seen this I said, yes i have seen this i wrote this yeah, you know? uh but yeah it's, it's weird it's just it, it what you find out there's some things you think are funny that aren't funny and then some things you think aren't funny which turn out that people actually like them no one likes mrs brown's boys i've understood that so that's fine so we can do jokes about that and that's all right <laughs> there's no brown in teletext so uh yeah it's a bit, a bit no 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 there isn't no I, i've been i've been playing with all the colors it's lovely isn't it? and isn't that amazing that you think that's all they had to work with mm. on cfax and yet and you see like the designs that dan does and stuff like that and you know i remember the pictures i used to look i mean, like, you know reveal oh wow mm. look at that that's fantastic and limited amount of colors we are spoiled these days and i think mm. that's one of the good things about cfax i remember is that you only had that space that amount of colors so you had to be quite creative and original and that's what i kind of love about it yeah yeah okay well i've got stacks of questions here and i'm leaving poor dan out so dan, right. on, dan to my to my right uh what, what have you got for us mate well i have one question before we go back to the chat because of course dan people are chatting away and it relates to what you just said. What program do you use to create your images? You obviously realizing I've got a high tech supercomputer I'm using on. And I'm definitely not. Uh, uh, years, the first time I did this, someone had made a site called Jelly Text. I don't know if you ever saw that. So uh, this guy made it's pretty, just put it in and it displayed it for you. And then for some reason, whether or not he had overcapacity or something, that just went. Uh, so I looked around and I found the thing I use is uh, ZXNet. So, uh, yeah, so literally, you know, I played with it first time around, got it. And then it's, it's not, it's nothing as I literally copy that. I paste it into PowerPoint and I play around with it and I frame it up and stuff like that. And then I put it into 
into the site. And then, of course, I have to write all the alt text. Someone after about two weeks said, oh, could you do alt text? Oh, well, yeah, of course I can. So I basically have to do all the CFOs twice. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's that. It's literally cut and paste. I'm not a designer. I'm not a coder. But I'm a really good copy and paster. <laughs> uh, well, we do have some people in chat. Martin is here. He's obviously oh, Martin. a big, big fan. Yes. He yes, says, CFO is a feel-good channel for one's timeline. No, hello, Martin. Martin uh, was one of the original people who saw uh, who saw the original CFO stuff that we did a couple of years back, and he's always been very supportive. He also won one of our competitions once, totally, and it was I think we only had about 30 entries that time around, uh, and he sent in competition entries every time. Martin is the undisputed king of the most tortured puns you could ever come up with. Uh, he's, a, he's an actual genius at it, he really is, uh, and I'm sure he won't mind me embarrassing him by reading you some of the entries that he put in that didn't get in this time around. Uh, so here we go. Uh, let's have a look here. Uh, so the one he put in, which you've seen, is Sense and Sensei Billy D. Uh, the Star Wars actor explores the place of smells in the practice of martial arts. About 40 views on Lucky Martin. Uh, and yeah, uh, Saturday Kitchen this week, Michael Kitchen attempts a souffle. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's actually he's a very, very funny man. And he's the owner of one of the three in the world, limited edition, because they cost too much, CFO mugs that we have created. Uh, so yeah, so hopefully hopefully he hasn't drunk from it because we never actually tested whether they, uh, whether the lead was a problem in the bottom of the mug. And does he get that engraved every year when he wins it, Tim? Or uh, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't engrave it. To be honest, I think it's quite thin, uh, and certainly don't engrave it if you've got liquid in it. And to be honest, don't don't put liquid in it. Apart from that, so don't put liquid in it and don't touch it. And it, it's, yes. a, it's a great mug. It really it, is. It's a great mug, but when you don't use it as a mug, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. we do have some more questions from chat. If you don't mind, yeah, go for it. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Jamie Namath asks, "Oh, I have a genuine question." Which is nice. Uh, do you find do you find that the constrained page size slash length, uh, line length, changes how you write? In my relatively few experiments, I find it does. You reword things to look better. Uh, Jamie, yes, absolutely. And this is actually one of the the the, the great things about Teletext and CFAX in general, is that when we were looking at it years ago you literally had that space to work with. So you had to be really tight on what you did. You know, when they used to put on, you know, a news story, you literally get three paragraphs and that was it. And to be honest, that's all you needed. And the skill was in getting all that on that page. So actually you could look at it and that's fine. These days, you know, you can go and, you know, I want to read an article or something. Oh, 1,000 reasons why lemons are great. I said, I don't want to read a 1,000 reasons why lemons are great and stuff like that. Or, you know, or 2 million reasons why you shouldn't go outdoors. Actually, giving that little smaller space, you've got to work with it. You've got to really make it work hard. And yeah, there's lots and lots of times we'll do stuff and we physically can't fit it on. And I've had a few CFO entries that came through and they would have filled a page. And it's just right, what can we do? And what's fun is trying to write it and then go back, right, what's that's three words. What's, what's a funnier one word for that? Or what makes that kind of work better? So actually constraining it is is actually one of the beauties of it. And I think it makes it a bit funnier. So if you've only got a certain amount of space to do it in, you've got to be quite tight on the words you can use. And sometimes, because you're trying to get the line lengths right and not leave a big gap, you might end up actually, oh, I've got a really long word. I've got to turn it into a smaller word. And actually that makes it funnier. So yeah, so it is, and it is hard to do. I think a lot of people have found that sending them in is that, you know, people go, oh, I had to, I had to do three of them. Oh, that was really hard to write three of them. I did took me a week to do it. Yeah, I've done nine hundred and sixty so far. So, um, 
yeah, writing three is tricky. Try 960 and try sitting here with two minutes to go before the next one needs to go live and you haven't got one written. Uh, and that's, that's that's living life on the edge. That's quite exciting, though. Well, what do you do in that case? Do you just switch on the television and see what's on and say, look at the um, EPG and, oh, look at that, Rosemary and Time. Oh, yeah. Actually, what, what's really hard, right, is I go to, I'd say, what's on TV now and you read it and it's all really dull stuff or is all stuff we've done before um sometimes just the panic of it's a total fake panic oh my god it's in two minutes i've got to get one or else you know four thousand people are sitting there waiting for it no they're not but um you just you, your brain just goes into overdrive sometimes or and genuinely and i'm not saying it's a good idea i took a load of pro plus one day right uh, and i wrote 40 of them in an hour uh all right I, I didn't sleep for about a week but uh, but sometimes you just kind of get that and it kicks off really, really nicely. But yeah, I mean, I usually write as many as I can in advance, get them set up. Uh, and then if I'm out and about or have an idea, I might shout something into a phone or scroll on a bit of paper. Or I might leave a bit of paper by the side of the bed. And if I wake up and a bit of paper's there, I just pretend the idea wasn't funny and just forget about it. Uh, so yeah, so it's, 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 it's fun. It's challenging. It's fun. You know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm as brave as a doctor or a fireman. I'm not saying that other people might, but um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good laugh. And, and having that constraint and having that little bit of a, I've got to get two or three of these written, that actually makes it a little bit more, you got to push yourself on a bit. Um, there are some kind of backup ones we've got, which we've never used, which are really rubbish, which if push comes to shove, uh, but I don't mean if I was pushed down a, a lift shaft by being shoved. Um, but if we really needed them, we could probably put them on. Uh, but yeah, just trying to come up with new ones all the time. I, I, I have reached a few points. Where I thought there are literally no more listings I can do. I cannot come up with any more. I, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to say to people do it. And then all of a sudden I have 20 ideas or someone sends me something and we kind of spin off from there. Uh, and again, I looked at the entries that came in for the competition and there's all these ones. Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of, are you being severed? Why didn't I come up with that at all? You know, um, all these sort of things you think all the jokes are gone. And then you realize that actually maybe there are some more jokes out there and people are always making new shows. Uh, so you can kind of steal off those. Um, Sarah has a question for you in Discord, if you don't mind. Uh, she asks, you mentioned posting topical ones, so obviously there isn't much time to get them out, but how long does it normally take from initial idea to being posted? Uh, initial idea, so 10 seconds have idea, ZXNet, type it out in about two minutes, copy and paste it into PowerPoint. You, know, you can do it in about five minutes normally. If you've got a really, really good idea and want to do something, you can kind of get out of there. We tend to stick to nine and five. And then if I'm on computer at night doing something and then something comes up, I can put it on or something like that. But yeah, you can do them that quickly. Uh, they might not be that funny, but if you kind of, if you want to hit the topical ones, uh, the, the, the one that went off the F for, uh, for this morning, that worked quite well. Uh, and we did a couple for like the Champions League or something like that. And again, you're trying to hit those ones whereby you think that might be trending. So you stick the hashtag down. It very, very rarely works, but sometimes it just catches people and you just think that that works quite nicely. Mm. Is that how you managed to get up to 5,000 subscribers from about 500? It started, it start, it start, yeah, I mean, it started with, with none. And then it, we kind of got to about 900 in about three months. And then uh, I was catastrophically ill for a month. So I stopped. Uh, and then I thought, I'll leave it alone. People have gone away. And I came back after a month and everyone was still there. So I thought, we'll just try it again. And then, it, yeah, it gets in fits and starts. And then some days you're just suddenly, you'll, you'll add 100, 150. Something's just gone viral. Someone big has tweeted. We've got, some people have got like 250,000 followers, you know. And often you'll see them, 
you they've liked that one what you liked it if you just retweeted it please that would be lovely please retweet. if you liked it retweet it <laughs> i'm gonna laugh this but i'm not gonna tell anyone i laughed at it that kind of yeah. thing um and we got a really we got a really hardcore set of formula one fans i think there's a guy who's like a big guy in formula one who tweeted one or two out uh and then all of a sudden we've got this massive section of formula one fans and we i mean we've done like two formula one jokes that's been about it uh but yeah it's weird how it just kind of happens like that but yeah it's, it's I'm, i mean i'm amazed at how many people want to follow it and how many people want to just get involved as i said we had to close the competition early this time because it was just getting silly i couldn't i couldn't do any work because i was just getting non-stop ridiculously good ideas going through and some crap ones as well because oh, some, some utter crap as well yeah i mean <laughs> i mean i'm, I'm not going to go through the ones that you sent us but uh <laughs> but, you know, but actually no i think what you sent through carl you sent through one that, that got into the final which is good mm. uh and the, the fact that people i mean just people have, have a go at it i mean i did get one and I'll, I'll quote this to you uh one guy just sent me a dm that just said um let's have a look here uh, i've got this word for word uh he just he said, sent this to me, he said, Britain's got talons, something to do with birds. Perhaps I'll let you figure it out. Respect. <laughs> um, so it's good. Yeah, thanks yeah. very much. Indeed. No, it's like, a, like we needed some help. But again, people have ideas. Like, oh, to be honest, there's nothing really bad that comes in unless people write at the end of it with hilarious consequences, which, which is like literally we have a sign on the wall that says if anyone writes hilarious consequences they will not be allowed to do anything ever again that's what happened to the guy who we just unplugged that monitor from yeah yes oh no that's brilliant that's brilliant so um do you have very bruised legs where you kick yourself where you publish one and you think if i just gave that three more minutes i could have put a different one up that was in your own mind funnier uh what i mean by that is i'll send you an entry uh, for something and then i'll be driving down the a12 the next day thinking about it and going no great anal journeys or something yeah, like that exactly. and you think but yeah it's too late there are ones that you do and you think that was funny and then you publish it and then half an hour you do get that ah oh, yeah there was a, there was a better joke for that and sometimes we have done some thought of the better joke thought, we'll leave that a couple of months and we'll do it again um we'll see how that one kind of lands and i have i've put some up sometimes like within a month of each other almost the same joke first time around gets nothing second time around you change one word gets 250 people loving it and stuff like that but no yeah there are some of those things you do but the fact you're doing so many all the time is um means you kind of you do when you get on when you get on the next one you celebrate the ones that go well the ones that don't go so well you don't really mind about mm -hmm. there were so many entries that came in from people and i started thinking oh if i tweak this this would this would be brilliant. Like one guy did one about uh, yesterday. It was a really it was, I really liked it. It was called Hatch of the Day. It was about it was a match of the day, but, uh, but coverage of hens sitting on eggs, which immediately is a great image. Um, and yeah, there Hatch of the Day, fantastic, which is just good. And I just thought to myself, the joke surely is Gary Lynn Egger. That's the joke, Gary Lynn Egger. Just put Egger to start with. And I was there. Should I? And then I thought to myself, no, because if I do that, I should really probably anyone else who sends stuff in i should try and amend it for them again some other people have done stuff and i think there's a really that you change that one word like like i think jamie said earlier if you just change that particular word it will make it even funnier um so yeah so it is it is hard but as i say you know 
we're, we're not we're not saving lives here you know we're not operating on people we're not we're not developing vaccines you know uh, well we're not anymore that that was stopped after a couple of weeks so um we you know we're just having fun here but yeah there are definitely some times where i thought oh we could have done better there it's nearly always a joke about the fast and the furious as well i, I think i've done about 10 fast and the furious jokes now and every time i think i've got a better one next time and 10 times now that's 10 that was five yeah. two fives uh 10 times vin diesel has not responded to us which is very disappointing well, it's the, I think there's about 10 cracks at the same film anyway, so you're allowed to have a few <laughs> cracks on that. Yeah, one per film, exactly. That's it. That's it. Yeah, no, I like that. I see that cracking action from around the coops. Well, it's know. good and it's, it's yeah. really nice here. And, I, and what you want, then what you then want to do is start thinking, right, what can I come up with in terms of uh, egg based football puns mm. and stuff like that? You know, egg, do you do uh, Liverpool, Liverpool versus Egerton? I don't know that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, do you, and then you suddenly find yourself just down that pun route. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, that one that I, just, I thought it was fun. I just like the image of that one. It's just great. The fact that I also thought uh, Micah Rich Eggs made me laugh as well. And Chris sat on. Uh, so it was good. So, yeah, I, I, anyone who wants to have a go in it, I think it's, it's great to see people doing it. And I've loved reading all the entries that come through, even yours, Carl. Oh, well, that's it. We're, we're, we're all here to make everyone happy. Yes, but absolutely. It, but it is funny though, because like you go, there's a competition coming up, um, and uh, you go, "All oh, right, okay, I'm going to think of something. Think of something." Well, I can't think of anything now because there's a competition on. When the competition finishes, you go, "Oh well, you could use this, you could use that." So you know, I'll, you probably have a lot of people that just send stuff in and go, "Look, just use it," you know, because it's uh, it, it's it's one of them, isn't it? Because once once you forget it, it, it it can be it can disappear for good. I have found uh, scraps of paper in the drawer in the office here. Uh, that just have like three words written on them because that was an idea I had last September. I I literally have no idea. They look like you know when they when they find serial when they they're trying to find a serial killer but they can't find him but they find his house and all the diary entries just have random stuff <laughs> and stuff like that. It's like that. There's just a drawer full of just random words. Yeah. If if ever I were to die and someone were to look in there, they just go. He, he's insane. He's absolutely <laughs> insane. You're, you're yeah. that guy in seven that used to. Yeah, that's something. Sort of yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Is it? Yeah. Uh, so there's probably some some of again the stuff you think might be really good and then you look at it a couple of days later and think that's awful. I did one that I've written one that I haven't used and it's sitting somewhere. To be done uh and it was sitting so long that eventually someone else did the joke on twitter and i thought oh i should have used that one i should have used it uh but yeah but sometimes you just think i should just stop for a minute you know no one's actually pressuring me to do this and then if i stopped one day and someone got in touch saying is everything all right you didn't do one today at five o'clock <laughs> oh blimey you're checking up on me <laughs> a bit of special code one that come up that's sort of like your yes, that's broadcast a, yeah. service come up <laughs> I'm yeah, if you see holiday. that one come up, if you see that one come up, yeah, then you know that for, for God's sake, the he's in real trouble. That's right. It yes. Used to be the Pink Panther show when I was a lad. They always used to show that if they were if they were running too quickly for whatever reason. They go, "It's the Pink Panther show," and they just run that for a bit. We had uh, the Marvel film Black Panther versus Pink Panther, which was where the Pink Panther, <laughs> uh, where Black Panther has to stop the invader of the Pink Panther, uh, who is uh, not only coming to steal the vibranium, but he's got wet and then he's been blow dried, which makes him go all furry and he floats up in the air. Yeah. and that was just an image we had one night and yeah but no one liked that so that was uh yeah forget about that one you did have a cartoon appended on it at the end by crazy legs andy crane <laughs> yeah. crazy legs crane right crazy legs crane is one of those characters where you go there can't possibly be a worse yeah. a worse character to have in the middle of the pink panther you want to just get rid of him put the pink panther in and then they brought in that anteater 
yeah. instead right okay and then you realized the crazy legs crane that that was like if i hadn't seen such riches i could live with being poor you know is that but could we go back to the crane because this anteater i want to kill him which is fine i never understood why they did that yeah. you know why did you he's got the pink pad the show and then in the middle some crap so uh, yeah so what we got down there in the telesex dugout then eh? well first of all i just looked at the top of the chat messages and it says top chat and i couldn't help but think that is top a chat. sea top chat it's a seafoam waiting to happen. Or boss chat. chat. Do, 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 do. Yeah, we, we had to grow up with the with the old boss cat thing, understanding that if we all watched a show called Top Cat, we would even if we didn't have cats, we would go out and demand our parents buy Top Cat the food, so we had to call it Boss Cat. Mm-hmm. It's weird. When you go back and you go back and now you go on YouTube and see that the full original version is like uncovering a lost Da Vinci or something like that to see what it actually finished like. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's been brought up on a diet of hero turtles and and boss cat. We we've just been lied to all our lives, uh, Tim. Absolutely, yeah. You know, that's right. or or watching Battle of the Planets, and then when someone shows you what Battle of the Planets is based on, and you actually realise that uh, the bits were used to cut away, and they would go, well, well, they're all fine. That was where they were brutally hacked to death. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that Battle of the Planets. Was that G Force? That was on before Superstore, ba- wasn't it? Uh, no, ba- Swap Shop. Battle of the Planets, which every now and again cuts away to a cute robot called Seven Zark Seven, which when you're watching as a kid and he goes, well, looks like they're fighting the giant robot. I hope it works out fine. And it cuts back to the action. Uh, And what you don't realise when you're a kid is that's from the Japanese Gatchaman uh, anime show, which basically was about a bunch of killer orphans fighting a transsexual alien uh, who would send giant robots to kill billions of people. And they would just cut out the bits where everyone was killed and they put the robot in going, everything was all right, don't worry about that. So, uh, yeah, when you finally realise what it's like, it's, uh, it's quite disturbing. All that last bit, you weren't making any of that up, Tim? No, no, not at all, no. And in <laughs> fact, and, and, um, and we came up, we, we did come up with Cattle of the Planets, mm-hmm. which was a, uh, a show where basically an entire race of, of, of cows uh, have to take on that. That worked quite well. And someone did a trans moot gag about that, which was quite nice. That was good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yes, well, uh, Reynard City Update Channel has posted a lot of questions in the chat, but I, I believe he sent one in before the show. He did, didn't he? He did. I know, and I've 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 looked at his question. Have, have you got it there, Dan, or not? Because it was quite long. I remember. I believe that. Carl has it to hand. Oh, he's just searching for it. Yeah. yeah, I've got I've got it. I've done an answer. Cool. I've done an answer. So the question was. Yeah. Because uh, he wants me to show working, I believe, doesn't he? He does, yeah. So if yeah. Timmy was five oranges and Jenny is five metres, how long would it take for the train to get to lower stuff without the grain eating the hen? Brackets. If X equals ham and Mercury is in retrograde, please remember to show you're working. Okay. Okay. Uh, in retrograde. Okay, yeah. All yeah, right, I think, okay. yeah. Well, I've got an answer, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it comes in three parts. First of all, you can't dig half a hole. Uh, secondly, survivors aren't buried. And thirdly, he's a dwarf and he has an umbrella with him on what days it's raining. So that means he can reach the higher buttons on the lift. He can't reach them on the days it's not raining. So that's probably my answer. I have done some, I know he did say show you working. So I have got some working here that I've done for him, which is fine. Uh, so I don't know, that's a, that's, yeah. it's a, yeah. a police yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's, right. yeah, that's a skull. skull. Yeah, that's right, yeah, and him. find there's him. A, there's a cry for help in the corner there, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. But but just to let you know, Rob, that I, I have done the uh, yeah. I have done the, the working for you there and I'll be, I'll be yeah. posting that through your door at 3 a.m. and also ringing you up and just humming down the phone. 
<laughs> yeah, don't stamp it out because it'll have a dog poo in it as well. But uh... I had a friend who uh, who once uh, rang up his craft design teacher at two in the morning, and when he answered, he just yelled at him, "You got all your angles wrong," and hung up. Uh, so that was that was nice. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's living the job. So, Absolutely. Speaking of which, though, with your quiz question, uh, what is the connection between uh, Victor Corrin Mitchell? Are you actually going to try and go for this? Uh, the, the world's hardest quiz so um a couple of years ago uh, some friends and i did audition and we had we put in the application form and we just filled it in you might go for it and we got an audition for it uh and it was all on zoom uh so we we, we got on there and i turned up just like this friend of mine turned up just totally normal and then our other dressed up turned up totally formally dressed with a bow tie um so we did the whole audition it was quite tricky because you couldn't be in the same room as each other uh and about three months later we heard uh, no you haven't got it so oh never mind never mind and we said well we won't do it again the next year so they put the applications out and then we got an email saying hello we really liked your audition last year would you audition again please we thought well they've asked us so we all went on again this time we, my friend didn't wear the bow tie we all went on uh, and we all thought oh, we've got to be really kind of you know excited and in, interesting and stuff like that i got a bit excited and shouted out answers a little bit too much uh and then they um they didn't get back to us again and then when they started actually running the next show they said oh you didn't get on that one i said well, we probably realized because we can see that it's on tv now and we, we'd know if we we'd know if we were on tv because we'd have filmed being on tv um so we thought we're not going to do it again next year Unless, of course, they email us and say, we really like you, why don't you go for it again? I think they're just trying to kind of embarrass us every single year. And they gave us test questions, which were like from the final. Mm -hmm. So they were, you know, oh, what connects this? X, Y, Apple. Uh, I was like, oh, no idea whatsoever and stuff like that. But yeah, it was fun. But then we, we did a few Only Connect ones on, because uh, Only Connect kind of, it's a good hashtag to get going on a Monday night. Never search the Only Connect hashtag, however, because other people have worked out that people are looking for Only Connect. So you will find of 10 uh, Only Connect hashtags, eight of them will be about the show. One will be about someone who really hates Only Connect and is swearing. And the 10th one will be a naked lady who's put hashtag Only Connect okay. and also put hashtag The Chase. And it's basically there's a woman who just puts all possible quiz things on and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but yeah, so we did a few on there. And then one Victoria picked up and she said it was marvellous. Yeah, mm. she liked it. She liked it. Retweet it, Victoria. Retweet it. No, can't, can't uh, but, press retweet. That's it. No, exactly yeah. not. No, because that, that would mean you were kind of, you know, that, that was representing the views of the BBC. But off the back of that, we're going we got a couple of hundred people who obviously follow her mm. her retweet or follow her likes and stuff like that so that was nice so yeah we've stolen that and put it at the top of our of our CFO banner because she's probably the most famous person who actually commented <laughs> yeah no, Richard uh... Osman never gets back to us but apparently that's because uh, we are far too small and insignificant and he never will there and is he's um... too tall and significant it, that's exactly what it is exactly <laughs> that's right yes mm. But is, is his brother play bass in Swade? Is that the Matt Osman, thing? that's right, yeah. yeah, Osman, yeah. yeah, yeah if you right. see him on TV, like in old Swade things, you just think, and oh, it looks like Richard Osman. <laughs> is, is he doing that? <laughs> that's it, yeah, yeah. Pointless, yeah. totally pointless. Pointless. Oh, we, so many pointless entries the first time we did a competition. It's like every other one was a pointless joke or something like that. Like pointless celebrities, a show where the celebrities are pointless. Like, yeah, I, th I think, think that joke's been done uh, approximately 8 million times now. But, you know, nice, nice that people want to send it in. They even do that on the show itself. 
They do. That's right. So they're basically repeating a joke that even the show knows is a joke. So they're just sending it out. So they might as well just send in a show called Pointless, where celebrities have to answer questions and get the lowest score possible. Just describe the show. That would probably be a little bit more original. If that if that flew out the sky and landed on um, the like the, the the ideas people's desks in the nineteen eighties, they'd have gone nah, nah, that never work. What we need is another three, two, one, or another bullseye, you know. But it is amazing how the premise of these quizzes work. I mean, you go back to Only Connect. I mean, that is that's just torture to watch. I mean, I go, oh, oh I'm gonna get, I'm gonna watch this, and it's sort of like, oh, oh, you've picked the snake thing, bing, bing, bing. Oh, it's a music round, and and like sometimes you're convincing your wife that you've got it right. I got that one, uh, and you did. You sort of guessed it and got it right, but I didn't show me workings out, you know. What's quite nice is that ITV have clearly cottoned on that people like clever quizzes. So ITV have now created the 1% Club, mm. which is kind of lateral thinking, but put Lee Mack on it. And it's it's odd because it's the most un-ITV show in some ways because the questions are the questions are not like, why is this? Is it a cat? You know, <laughs> uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and they're actually quite tricky and stuff like that. But you can see them kind of give it a quick... My favourite Only Connect thing is that um, they used to... The letters at the start used to be uh, Greek letters, mm. Uh, and they got letters from someone saying it's very, very pretentious. You just doing Greek letters all the time. Why are you doing that? So they said that's fine. So they changed it to Egyptian hieroglyphs instead. So there you go. So you've uh, we're not so pretentious. We can't shift from from Greek to Egyptian. It's a very dynamic. What a dynamic show. <laughs> anyway, I did an answer for this chat. Oh, what was your answer? Did you show your working? Is the question. Well, this might touch on to another subject that I want to come on to in a moment. There, uh, Rob because uh, we can't just all have fun here we might have to talk about the serious stuff so let me give you the workings right <clears throat> okay so if we remember timmy blah 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 five oranges blah 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 so to calculate the time for the train to reach lower stuff with the grain uh, without the grain eating the hen while considering x equals ham and mercury in retrograde we need to engage in some truly magical mathematics First, we convert Timmy's five oranges into a time called orange seconds. Since an orange is round and often rolls away, we assume it's the equivalent of three seconds. So Timmy's five oranges becomes 15 seconds. Next, we utilize, uh, we, we convert Timmy's, yeah, next we utilize Jenny's height of five meters as a measure of cosmic importance using ancient formula involving oranges, hens, and train tracks. We convert her height into a unit called hen hops. Each hen hop represents 0.1 seconds of time. you got Rob Turner to thank for this. Now we factor in X equals ham, which clearly denotes that ham is delicious. Unfortunately, ham is a notorious time warping effects on trains, according to complex calculations performed by esteemed hamologists. Every slice of ham consumed by a train causes it to travel back in time precisely 0.01 seconds. So you with this, Rob? I hope he's on here. Finally, we consider the impact of Mercury in retrograde, an astrological phenomenon known for wreaking havoc on all earthly endeavours. To quantify this, we assign the coefficient of minus 0.001 time dilation per Mercury retrograde day. With all these components, we can apply a series of convoluted equations and arrive at the following absurd conclusion. The train will reach lower stuff that precisely when the grain eating hen, which hasn't mentioned, which we haven't mentioned before, spontaneously combusts and X equals ham becomes a universal constant. 
What do you think of that name, Tim? Uh, what? Did, did you actually what was say the, What was the first bit again? To calculate the time it takes for the train to reach... Yeah, everything the... after that. Yeah, but I don't know, really. Uh, but no. there's the answer. But this is That's what I want to come on to. I, you won't see that, but um, I got the answer by typing that into chat GPT. Ah, well, well, it's almost like a seamless link, and we haven't set this up. But I have asked chat GPT. I, th- I worried that CFO is going to, uh, CFO will will be destroyed by by artificial intelligence. So earlier on, I did some chat GPT CFOs to see what I'm up against, um, and I asked it this question. Uh, so look here. So I said, "Hi, Chat GPT. Please make funny, f- fake CFAX. I call it CFAX, in case to know what CFO is. CFAX style listings about Bergerac, uh, and it's given me five. Okay, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read one to you straight away. For some reason, it, it's decided that Bergerac should be the only show on the entire day." And it's only a half hour show. We know full well it was Wednesday night for at least 15 minutes. Um, 6 to 6.30, early morning havoc. Catch Bergerac in a moment of pure chaos as he wakes up with a pineapple stuck on his head after a wild night out. Will he solve crimes or just become a human fruit bowl? Tune in to find out. So, all right, okay. Swing and a miss, chat GPT. But it's okay because they've come back with... Uh, 6.30 to 7, Bergerac's bad hair day. Bergerac's world is turned upside down when his signature moustache mysteriously vanishes overnight. Witness the dramatic detective's desperate attempt to solve crimes while sporting a handlebar moustache made of spaghetti. Can he maintain his dignity? Don't miss this hairy situation. Uh, and there's, there's, another, there's another about nine of these. Uh, and at the end, it says, please note, these programs are a work of fiction. Bergerac is not responsible for any pineapples or missing moustaches. Enjoy responsibly. So I'm pretty sure that whilst the nuclear attack will go off and the, the robots with the Gatling guns will, will mow us down, I will lie there as their metal claw crushes me to death, thinking, yeah, but you could come up with a satirical CFO that was remotely funny. <laughs> and that's probably how Terminator 9 should end. Yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, the what the one that is canon, hopefully, but yeah, yes, exactly, that's right. Yeah, they'll say, well, those other ones they didn't count, the rubbish no. ones. That's right. I'm, I'm glad they can make rules like that because I can actually sleep easier with that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the um, yeah, but the thing is, with the way that you're publishing your uh, your CFOs, they're coming up as an image, and if you're not actually putting anything in the alt text, there's nothing that the out the they call it a what's it a language a, a large language engine. That's how these things are created, and um, oh. it, it it won't it won't interpret your picture, the words in it. So I, I am putting the alt text in, but it doesn't. I don't write. This is a, a listing in the style of CFAX and all that. So maybe that will save us from the robot overlords yeah, to start with. I think so. Uh, yeah. You know, unless I can come to some sort of agreement where I will work with robot overlords, thinking they will save me, and ultimately, of course, I will not. I will be simply betrayed by them when I become no longer useful to them, and they find out exactly who Keith is. Yeah, you, yeah, you'll have to write everything out in binary just to appease yes, your robot exactly. masters. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think we've done a binary joke. I must, I must look that up. I've, I've done. I, I can't remember. <laughs> we, we, we. I think we've done one. Oh, oh, one, or oh, one, one foot in the grave. It's good. Um, good. See, that's oh, after. point there to Dan. Yeah. That's a point yeah. there to Dan. Yeah. It's a, I think. I, yeah. I think I did. Uh, what was it? Um, 
29.72 centimeters in the grave, a metric version of one foot in the grave, uh, which which went down quite well. So that was nice. But yeah, uh, bi binary jokes are. I think that's the, that jag is the gag. That is the, there's only two types of people who get binary jokes. There's only ten types of people who get binary jokes or something like that. That's one two in the grave. Someone did that the other day. That was that was that was the competition listing. I thought it was just good. That's fantastic. You know, they they've got in all the elements there. You know, uh, a large fart is heard from his coffin. Uh, it, I, I did actually change that because they. They, they said the audience are shocked and all agree they don't believe it. And I changed it to mourners because I thought you, you don't tend to say, what was the audience like at the funeral? Was it a big audience? We've got a great go crowd in for today's did burial. You, did you get tickets? <laughs> so it was there a warm up act or something like that? Yeah, so uh, that's not one of mine. But yeah, I think that got about 43. 43 people like that made 43 people laugh. You know, and if you've made 43 people laugh, then, you know, you're probably on the route to being, I don't know, a kind of semi-professional local comedian or something like that. <laughs> I had a binary joke once, you know. I didn't I try telling it at one of the digitizers and it went wrong. I think it was uh, I had too much lager, but it was something like um you, you sing one nil to the binary, which would be three nil or something like that. I was trying to no, it'd be two nil, wouldn't it? If you go one nil to the binary, they're two up. So if they score another goal, that'd be one one to the binary. Do you see what I mean? But you could never really get that. I'm not so I'm not so worried now about the robots kid unless if that's the standard of binary jokes. That's, no, that's that fine. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But you can yeah. sleep easy now. We might push you up front, hit them with the binary <laughs> jokes first of all, confuse them <laughs> while we're all legging out the back on, on motorbikes. I'll interview them to death, don't worry. That's uh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, well we got any old teletext dugout at the moment, Dan. Any any uh, any comments? Yes, we've got loads of responses to Reynard City's question, ah. including uh, Jamie Namath saying, I'm not sure about orange seconds, but banana equivalent dose is a real unit. What? <laughs> ZX Guesser says, if this ends in a replacement bus service. Uh, Mr. Clown says, yes, but what is the square root of tandem bicycles? So, so once once it claimed that Bergerac had a signature moustache, I was, well, you know, I was I was out of there basically. I was thinking about the geese with a big nose. Was not he Bergerac as well? Cyrano de Bergerac, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very very different characters though. You wouldn't get like a 17th century noble Frenchman running around the island of of Jersey attempting to solve problems, having formerly been an alcoholic. But you know, there's a, probably a crossover there somewhere. Yeah, well, Martin says Bergerac, the Bureau des Entrangers, has to deal with an imposter. As I said, Martin Martin is a genius when it comes to puns. Uh, he's not shown it there, but uh, you know that's fantastic. But no, but that's the sort of thing. Fogerac, nice, you see. Okay. Maybe you should have put that one in, Martin, instead of your one about uh, about <laughs> about Sensei, which Billy D Sensei, which <laughs> I, I still I don't believe I actually typed that into ZX there and then and then pasted it and then wrote an alt text for it and then published it and then commented on it. So uh, yeah, that's a good nine minutes of my life. I'm not getting back. But Fogerac Sanarac. Okay, yeah. well, let's workshop that. Bergerac's okay. It's on at eight o'clock. Uh, what happens in Bergerac's Anorak then? It's about Bergerac's biggest fan goes over to the island of Jersey with a thermos flask to find out all the famous facts about John. All Nettles. the famous facts about. Oh, hang on. It's, it's, it's taking a turn there. It's gone a little bit because he's a Bergerac fan, but he knows Bergerac is John Nettles. So is yeah. it a drama? Is it a documentary? You see? Or is yeah, it, it is like be, a multiverse? Yeah. You know, he's been yeah. sucked into it and well, he realizes that Steve, Bergerac. Steve Lamax, Bergerac, and an anorak. 
there you go. See now, see now you got the idea. You know, mm. Lamax Bergerac and a rack attack or something like that. Yeah. That that's how you get it working. Yeah. So yeah, and that's the point. You realise that you should go to bed, and it's two. It's two in the morning. <laughs> it's still light out there, Tim. I can't do it yet. <laughs> it's like you only get five hours. Five hours of darkness now. It's ridiculous. Although mm. I used to enjoy. Uh, was it midsummer yesterday? I think it was, wasn't it? I used to wind people up on Facebook every on the on the day after midsummer. I used to write nights are drawing in. Yeah, that's it. Fine. Same big one woman who just every single year would go, stop saying that. <laughs> Please stop saying that. I don't even have Twitter. Please stop saying that. That's it. Yeah. Midsummer hurdlers, <laughs> daily taunts and jumps over old people in small village. Is Dan an AI? I was just going to ask us all. Well, we want to know about Keith, actually. If you want to like now spill the beans on Keith, because, um, you know, is, is he playing badminton? So, so Keith is real. Uh, Keith may not be his real name for uh, confidentiality reasons, uh, and also because he lost all of his ID in a high stakes poker game, uh, which ended up actually was, I say poker, it was hungry hippos. But um, <laughs> so Keith, there are a few people behind the scenes. Keith is one, and Keith does a lot of our kind of admin and anything else that we we can't do ourselves because we're too busy doing them. He did fall out of a window recently. Uh, and it was nice because we got a load of get well wishes, which was really nice considering we might just be making him up. Um, he is late tonight. I apologize that as we probably saw on the promo, he set up a, a badminton club. Um, and he wanted it to be like a casual thing. He want, he's not a massive player, but he wanted to be casual. So he's called it No Strings Badminton. Um, and that's caused a bit of a problem with the people who turned up with the rackets. Games are taking far too long now. No one seems to be able to serve unless it's off the rim. Um, so, yeah, so we're expecting back at some point. But, uh, no, he's, he's great. He's really useful. There is, there is a possibility you might be seeing one of his CFOs at the weekend because he, he has entered the competition. Uh, so it might be um, that you'll, you'll see it going there. Uh, you'll certainly know if, if you think it's Keith or not. But yeah, he's, uh, he's nice. People ask about him and uh, he helps out, which is good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So <laughs> you just have to apologise for the poor service at the badminton. That's the only thing. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it started at seven. His badminton. He's be done by half seven. I, 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 I'm presuming they will actually throw him out of the centre at midnight when it closes. Do you reckon, um, how long do you think you'll be carrying on with CFO? I know it's a sort of like presumptuous question, but are you seeing any other avenues? Can you keep this going and perhaps see a a divergence in anything that you do in the future? Have tried that. Yeah, well, did did do a few CFO weathers where I took a old weather map and just took the numbers and then wrote the numbers meaning something different or something like that. It was like one out of five or something like that. Just that was, you know... um, most popular pop group of 2003 or something like that. Uh, and I'm not sure it worked that well. And I did, we did horoscopes, which are just horrific horoscopes, you know, where everything goes, you know, yeah, Wednesday, you'll have a lovely day in the park where you'll be killed by a fox, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but they took a bit of time yeah. and they, and to be honest, it's a one hit joke. People get it. So for the minute, the listings are still going. There's, there's a possibility if the numbers keep rising and stuff like that and a few people have been in touch to we, we might we might go analog we might make a book we don't know yet uh and there's sort of you know those little funny books that would ideally be sold in the gift shop sections of british home stores and debenhams mm. where they had not massively collapsed every years ago or something like that so mm. probably in men kind or probably about it or something like that but we've got enough we've got enough content there i have no idea if we did that whether or not we would get jumped on by the by the cfax uh police i don't know if is, is cfax is teletext is it 
is it proprietary? Is it something that we have to ask permission for? I don't know. Um, well, CFX is yeah. still copyright the BBC, but they're very unlikely to enforce it unless you start making a load of money off the name CFX itself. Yeah, and obviously it's a completely different name. It's an utterly different name. And yeah. I didn't just make the U by turning a C around in Photoshop and then sticking it next to it. I definitely didn't. That it was an entirely new name come up with a, by a series of brand consultants. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, how, how long do we keep doing it for? I don't know. I often, ask, I often wake up thinking, do we need to do some more of these? Have I run out of ideas? And then you come up with new ones. And I've got, while we've had the um, competition on, whilst it's been you know 20 minutes every day trying to set up the ones for the next day it's allowed us to sit back and and write some new ones and there is one coming up uh we got a whole set of black mirror ones we want to do so we were going to do that when black mirror was launched but that was right in the middle of the competition so we got a load of black mirror stuff uh which hopefully might again if we were to get noticed by charlie brooker once mm. even if he liked it that'd be quite nice because that's kind of where all the ideas have gone back from oh he's gone back further than that it's like alexi i don't know if you ever guys seen alexi sales cfax Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Because that's yeah. just one of the funniest things I've ever seen, which is great. The, the BBC today announced the BBC was the nicest organisation in the world. Uh, ITV, ITV are just rubbish or something like that. <laughs> I remember seeing that in like 1991, thinking they've actually got hold of the CFAX generator and made fake, fake CFAX pages and they put the music over the top of it. So that's kind of where it started. So yeah, we got some Black Mirror ones coming on. We 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 have got one. I'm looking at the screen now. I'm not going to ruin it, but it's generally one of the funniest things that we've ever written. Uh, it will get about ten likes. But as far as I'm concerned, it, it made me laugh for a good four hours after I read it. So it's fine. Uh, ZX Guesser says, trouble with Teletext books is that they take a lot of ink. That's a very good point. So, yeah, and of course, you, you, if you go past one page, you have, to, you have to flick all the way around the back of the book and come around to the yeah. front again. Yeah, you should make that a thing on your book. That should be like compulsory in a book. You missed that page. You're going to have to wait for it to come back. <laughs> Start at Open it up on page 17 and then read to the end. and Ignore then it all till you get to number one and go, what, pretend what, I haven't read that bit. What I really like about you guys, and I like about the kind of, uh, I never would have imagined there was all this teletext community out there and people got in touch early on and stuff like that, is that you guys remember and celebrate CFAX, particularly in teletext, for what it was. And it was genuinely world-changing as far as you it's when we were kids and stuff like that you know i remember seeing it and thinking this is great i get all this information you know um, you often hear that story where people go oh do you remember when princess diana died mm. and everyone goes oh yeah do you well my mum came in the room at seven in the morning and said oh princess diana is and you hear that story repeated again and again and then no one ever says what actually happened which is yeah then i went down and checked cfax and i got all the mm. details on there you know and i got it all in blocks you know, and then i read a slightly more salacious version on itv and stuff like that mm -hmm. and we've kind of lost that and i remember when cfax was running at the same time as bbc news starting up and cfax bbc, BBC news was basically cfax just a bit extended and stuff like that and i miss that i miss those pages i miss that ability just to you're you know like a tv break you would get on your phone now but actually you would hit the text button and stuff like that our text button was worn off by the end of it you know absolutely the text button was worn off mix wasn't worn off i don't know anyone who ever sat there crazily on oh, mixed text and picture because that was just insane only but, if you had uh, cfax on view if you had, you know, if you're really geeky you'd have cfax on view then press text and go to the page and you'd get this sort of like overlay problem and it looked like 3D teletext. What, what you get is it would be a little bit like if uh, CFAX built a Terminator, that's what his view was like of the real world. And then he had all this information going up. So he'd be chasing you, but at the same time, he'd be keeping up to date on transfer requests uh, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, 
you know, that, that kind of thing. If we no, just going not... after Sarah Connor, then all of a sudden he'll be going, and the weather today will be mostly fine in the east. Yeah. And it really annoys me that basically most people's remember of Teletext in particular is Peter K doing a joke about Teletext holidays. Mm. That's kind of it, is that they don't remember all the good stuff. They remember Bamboozle, they do, you know, and people remember Digitizer, which is great. And lovely, we, uh, we got followed by Mr. Biffo. Uh, mm. on CIFO quite early on and that was like I was genuinely wow yeah. and I messaged him and said you know I wasn't expecting a response I didn't get one uh, but it's just oh thank you so much you know really and we got followed by uh, who was it by uh, John Earls who did Planet Sounds uh, who was genuinely a hero I used to you know read his stuff and find out about music and then you start to just realise all those good people who come on to do stuff mm. um, and that's where they started you know and I think having that little again having that small amount of work you've got to do but make it really impactful was what was really really good and also there's my i have got i've got two favorite cfax story or teletext stories we've got time for them i'll tell you yes. one now one was uh, we got our teletext tv uh when sylvester mccoy was in doctor who mm. uh, and my favorite thing was discovering that if you put the subtitles on for doctor who uh, the doctor was in white his companion was in blue but the daleks were in flashing capital red, uh, red <laughs> which is just brilliant which is for whoever thought yeah let's let's make this make those uh those those subtitles a little bit more threatening that was just glorious it's, but it's this the is ultimate blocks isn't it? it's the ultimate shouting in caps yeah, and red. they also they had they had little hashtags at the side. Yeah. Like, I don't know, were they hoping they would yeah. trend or something like that? But <laughs> but the other story that this this is genuinely true. Um, years and years ago, I used to go to a gym. Clearly not now. And they had TV screens up, uh, and they played music. So you'd never see what was you'd see the TV screen, but you wouldn't have the sound on. So you'd have the teletext, they have the subtitles on. And one night he had this. Uh, the news was on, and we all listen to music and stuff and the, the news came up about a uh, an, uh, an asylum seeker who was being deported and as a protest he had sewn his eyelids together and therefore he couldn't be deported and the, you know the, the, the messages were coming up and and it said you know the top line said the British government today tried to deport and then the next line said an asylum seeker who had sewn his eyelids up and at that point the guy changed the channel to the Olympics and as often happened, if it did this, sometimes the subtitles don't fully change over and you get it kept the bottom line. And the bottom line said an asylum seeker who had sewn his eyelids together. And as they went through the Olympics, the top bit would change all the time. And he started saying things like the British team narrowly missed out to an asylum seeker who had sewn his eyes together. The biggest threat for this competition will be an asylum seeker who sewn his eyes together. I was just standing there thinking this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Again, you know, I put on subtitles these days. I, I still put subtitles on, like on Netflix or on, on Amazon or something like that, basically because I can't hear it most of the time. But uh, but just that joy of sometimes seeing the joke a little bit before it arrives was always quite good. Yeah, I think also with, with um, the you know teletext but subtitles particularly you had this sort of sense of interaction because although yeah. it was only a sort of like an asynchronatic sort of uh, medium you know you, you weren't interacting with it it was telling you that that was it was seeing them subtitles and obviously trying to troll it to see if they were going to get it just right and and things like that was uh, you know it always maybe uh, i used to watch eastenders uh, as a lad and used to put the subtitles on for that if i was bored and uh, they speak Urdu came up in in, in the background. <laughs> they speak Urdu, and you think and you're thinking, right? Well, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a meta concept, isn't it? Really, it's the that that that, that subtitles for the for the for the listening people that have just got it on for a bit a bit of uh, shits and giggles, really. You know. Well, you... I'm glad that they could differentiate between Hindu and Urdu, Hindi and Urdu. <laughs> I think they are as well, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> 
excellent. Well, we've had loads and loads of funny things in the chat. Sorry, oh, Carl. We yes, yeah, we, we've been deserting our public. Let, let's let's give them <laughs> let's give them the airing they they deserve. Well, Reynard has been leaving loads and loads of jokes. Uh, doctor, doctor, I feel like a deck of cards. Well, go and buy some and stop bothering me. Uh, boom. Hey, boom, boom. Doctor, doctor, I have spots on my bum. Those are red jelly babies. Uh, give them back Keith... to the red jelly baby. Yeah, is Keith the ghost of Dalton Trumbo? I, I mean, I, I guess I guess I'm going to ask the obvious question: Who's Dalton Trumbo? Good question, because I don't know either. I'm looking up now. Uh, Dalton Trumbo is an American screenwriter. Uh, who, no, he died in 1976. Keith was born in 1969. <laughs> uh, hello to Simon Coleman. Yes, uh, Martin says Urdu, a scouse perm. I warned you about uh, I warned you about Martin uh, Simon Coleman, yeah, thanks Simon Coleman Simon Coleman, he's the man who sent me anal partridge and, uh, and to this day asks me why I still haven't put it up there and I think I did put it up one night but took it down quite quickly he said that he, he's a, like... he's a ma he is a man of many many ideas many ideas he did but say that, that he just... likes Britain's Got Talons as well <laughs> It's just Britain's Got Towns. Just good luck with it, mate. It's great. Thank you so much. It's just good. Uh, Reynard, I have a series of brand consultants. Oh, wait. No, it's a bowl of fruit and fibre. Oh, brand consultants. Okay. Oh, I, th I misread it as brain consultants at first. Uh, I, I will go back and obviously look at the the full transcript of this afterwards to see if we if we need to uh, put any anything in place, any kind of you know uh, re restraining orders or something like that. <laughs> restraining orders. Um, we have a question from Doctor Reese, and he asks, which entry are you a the most pleased with, and b the most surprised went viral in terms of higher numbers of retweets, likes than you ever imagined. That's a very good question. Uh, I, I did look into them recently. Which one? Which, I say that that, that Good Gellers one kind of uh, went really, really well. Um, there was one that we did, uh, which was Alien versus Predator versus Mr. Nigel Atkinson of Forty One Park Road, which was all about a kind of mix-up that resulted in this painter and decorator being involved in an interplanetary war, which which was quite, and that kind of took off really, really well. Uh, the, the Magnum Pi or Magnum Pi about uh, uh, who solves 3.141597 crimes a, uh, a week or something like that. That was just, again, a throwaway joke. And that just got, uh, we've got a real hardcore of uh, quite scientific people, I think. The, the ones that seem to go down well, uh, if you do jokes about file extensions. So we did Doc Doc Martin, uh, we did uh, CSV Miami or something like that, you know, so that all these crimes can only be exported from Excel and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And those are the sort of things that seems, again, I think we're hitting that sweet spot on our audience. Mm -hmm. Again, between the ages of, of of like 39 and 59 and have some experience of Microsoft products or something like that. But you know, it continues to surprise me how, how some people find certain things funny. Um, one of the best ones we had was uh, early on was some mothers do have them, mothers as in M-U-T-H-A-S, which is a, a hardcore remake set uh, in South Central LA. Uh, and instead of Frank Spencer, it was played by Ice-T called Franklin Spencer III. Um, and uh, he, he ends up in a gang warfare because someone put a cap a cap in the cat's ass after he did a whoopsie on the sidewalk. And you're kind of writing that and thinking, what, what are we doing here? And then just 
loads and loads of people just laughing at it and stuff like that. So I'm continually surprised at what people find funny. What I can't work out is, of course, when we started doing it, you know, 20, 30 likes was was really good. Now we've got a certain amount of views. And if we start getting 200, 300 likes, that's a really, really good one. But I don't get too hung up on them. I kind of think if we got 20, 30 likes and then you multiply it across all the ones we do, that's a lot of likes, mm. you know, and, you know, you see different people laughing all the time. You see different comments come up. So clearly it's hitting people in different ways and stuff like that. Or when you see someone who's just joined and then they obviously start going back and start liking them. And there's one guy just like, he, he liked this one and 59 other of your tweets and stuff like that. I thought, I, I just love the idea that someone there literally stepping back through all the work we've done, all the madness and has gone, yeah, I like that. So that's, that's quite nice. But yeah, it, it always surprises me what, what people find funny and what we think will, will go really, really well. But as I say, there's a couple coming up hopefully next week, which if they're as good as I hope they are, then people, there'll be awards, but there'll be awards. There'll be 20 pound notes posted through, through the door, that kind of thing. <laughs> it'll be that good i'm gonna say what about sages from cfax people people struggle to operate spreadsheets on teletext on the along the lines of the techies never mind <clears throat> as i say it's, it's definitely not it's definitely an idea we've got a little we a little folder we it, it looks like a bin it's not it's just it's a folder on the computer we <laughs> drag it across into the folder it looks like a bin but it's not a bin i once accidentally dragged the recycle bin into a recycle bin and i couldn't get it out i had to phone it and get it sorted it was strange that was the same day that uh that keith used tipex on the screen so it was uh yeah it was, it was a bad day that's when you leave your auto reply onto your auto out, out of office, isn't it? Oh, just back each other. Yes, yes. Like, yes. Absolutely lovely. I'm not in. I know you're not in. I'm not in. I know you're not in. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not in. Yeah, I'm still not in. Still I, not I in. still, if I put my out of office on, I don't trust it. I have to send an email to my out of office yeah. to check oh, it, that, send it back yeah, to me. Yeah. There, there was one that I sent in and I was really pleased with it and I sort of read it back and I thought, nobody's going to get this joke except for people that do this particular thing and watch this particular thing and understand what this particular term means. And I'm thinking, they ain't going nowhere. But um, it, it's just one of them ones where it just came to me and I thought, I just need to tell someone how absurd it is. Is that Blackadder Goes Forth? That is, yes. Which, which again, we loved. We thought was really, really good. But you look at it and think, how many people will get it? Yeah. But you think, ah, it's it's a quality, not a quantity one there. Mm. But then you came up with Jossie's shitans, which, <laughs> which, frankly, we've been trying to come up with the Jossie's giant joke for ages, which is really, really good. And that just, again, tickled us. The whole idea of just these little Johnny kids sitting there just with cigarettes <laughs> and all that. <laughs> yeah. And then you yeah. did weird weird AI Yankovic, yes. which is good, which is a nice idea. And the mm. US computer-generated comedian takes a sideways look at anything by use of chat gpt there is an idea in there keep mm. working on that one for next time yeah, uh, and that you know and maybe that will that will not get on i thought of another well. jossie's one actually it was a jossie's andre the giants there you go see there you go that's right well they yeah, get that now hilarious now, consequences all viewers, we, now <laughs> <laughs> see there you go i'm looking at the sign i can see the sign already okay we're just deleting that one straight away but you're letting that out to, to the to the viewers that they'll be uh, that's a gift to us it's a free gift that's in, on the cover of the uh sofa club magazine free gift I, I got that but it said if you're giving do i have to ask the news agent if the gift is not there yes that's it yeah that's yeah, fine, yeah. yeah. Your, your cassette is missing go and see the news agent and the like, weird thing was right is if you took it, ripped when, off. when you're at home if you then took the cassette off right <laughs> and then lost it you look at it and say, "Ask the news agent." I would go. The news agent wouldn't know what I was on about if I went back. You know, so they should say if if you're in the shop, 
yeah. ask the yeah because just you can't just keep going back to news agent if it's if you've got it already i mean it was two to three years after as well and he was just he wasn't even a news agent but it was a butcher's but you know he was getting a bit fed up <laughs> we don't we don't you know you didn't rewind the tape from 15 years ago i'm not going to accept your business ever again in this shop so, no that's yeah. right and, and and to this day i still can't find the soundtrack to afterburner that i can play so you know there we go did you have a computer when you were younger? Was it like Spectrum or something like that? It's because it was a Spectrum. That's why yeah. my love of of limited colour palettes and being able to do stuff in incredibly small amounts of space. Yeah, we had we had a Spectrum and that was great. And I think that's probably what that. I think in a Spectrum, you you kind of had an affinity with CFAX. It kind of worked that way. Yeah. Uh, that kind of blockiness and stuff like that. Um, and we always wanted, you know, I wanted a Teletext TV. I wanted a big track. Uh, I never got a big track. So, uh, you know, I looked at one recently. We went into my daughter's school the other day and they had 30 big tracks. It's like just in the corner. So I thought, oh, what do you, oh, we use them now and again for uh, for like a kind of maths project. It's like, you've got 30 big tracks. I didn't have a big track. What's going on here? Yeah, I it. maybe get a bit of this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's just great. And yeah, and again, the, the specy, that beautiful thing of being able to make something really, really good with literally no memory and literally no time and space and colours and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but still make it really fun and exciting. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that's how kind of where I started. So yeah, it kind of all, it all knits together. And it's nice that kind of retro community still exists. And mm -hmm. the fact that you can now go online and play every single Spectrum game ever. I think I've got them all on a memory stick somewhere and go back and realise that most of them weren't very good, but some of yeah, them are brilliant. That, that's right. Yeah, I think, I think nostalgia ain't all it's cracked up to be sometimes, no. but it's still nice to have it. Nostalgia used to be really good, but it's not anymore. That's it. Yeah, mm. today's nostalgia ain't as good as it used no. to be. But um, the interesting thing about the, the the synergy I find with with like, you know, like retro computing and with the teletext, like you're using ZXNet um, to, put your, to put your work up. Um, is that all these things now become democratised and available mm -hmm. to people, whereas back in the day they were, you know, th th they were massive mainframes. You know, you could only use them at BBC TV Centre, or you could only buy the game physically from WH Smiths, you know, in a box for nine ninety nine, or copy it on your on your Amstrad twin tape deck. But you know, they everything's available to everyone now. You know, and yeah, you could sit down and, and do anything in the style of anything these days, and it's thanks to enthusiasts uh people who, who who don't really you know they, they, they just want to do it because their passion and all that so i think really yeah. you know i want to you know the, the people on this uh, discord and, and all that they know who they are you know we, big thanks to them really because when dan and i started um doing teletext we were i i borrowed well i shouldn't really say but we but i borrowed some proprietary software to do it that required a dongle normally um, but now there's a choice of online CFAX editors that you can go to and, uh, you know, it, we, more people are coming to the party. But uh, there you go. But the, we're not interviewing me, uh, Tim, so we better get back get back to you. Any more action coming there from uh, com, com, coming in from the callers, Dan? Well, it's all action in the chat. Xerox Gesser says, I'll spend 45 minutes making the stupidest photoshops to tweet to people, three people. Who will get it but then it goes away and i can think again yeah he does a really good meme of um teletext recovery where he gets all the letters all jumbled up because when you're recovering teletext it's always the same letters that are going wrong and it's um uh, he, he'll have to post it up for you uh tim um and and you'll you'll get the joke straight away it's a very i very, think very uh, spending far too long making a joke that you know only a few people would get 
there's something quite beautiful about that because mm. there's a whole idea of I could not do this. I could I could save myself a bit of time. I could go and do something worthwhile. Actually, no, I want to make four or five people laugh that will really, really get this. And when you, you know, that kind of Captain America, I got that reference meme or something like that. And when you see that, that's always really, really nice. It's, it's like, just get get five or six people who really find it funny rather than, you know, play to a crowd with, with a couple hundred or something like that. Yeah. That's what I use when our stuff isn't very popular. I know that's, that's the yeah. best way to, to kind of show it. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking at the effort of things rather than the effort and thought yeah. rather than the, uh, the, the the quick hits uh, for the big bucks. Absolutely. Uh, Reynard says, I remember when people were so much better at recalling things in a wistful manner. Ah, uh, yeah, great yeah. days, great days. That's right, yeah. They should, uh, should bring that back. That's right, yeah. Should bring that back. But it's, <laughs> bring, it's, bring back it's reminiscence. Weird. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, do you remember reminiscing? Um, it's weird though, is that when you look back now, this is the the really weird thing about the '90s, is that you see all the '90s stuff and it's all standard definition four by three, and yet you remember the '90s as being widescreen and HD and colourful and stuff like that. And it's really weird to see, you know, that switch over. And you know, it's impossible to watch anything in standard definition. You try and watch football in standard definition, it's like watching a game of pong or something like that. It's impossible. But you remember all the stuff you watched was was that low definition and it was in that four by three. It's really weird when you look back because that's it's not how you remember it at all. You know, it's getting old and that's all it is. I think the glass on the CRT used to sort of like do something with the images when it pixelates now on the screens we've got. I think less heavy lifting is done with that with that glass that isn't there. Mm -hmm. I think that'll have a lot to, to answer for it because I remember getting a widescreen telly. You know, we we rented one in. You know, it's a, they've all gone to sixteen nine. All the programs are still in four three, so you'd have to press sixteen nine, and it basically go, "This is brilliant," and it'll be like people like this. Like just stretched right across there and you go no we've got to use the whole screen because this is what we're renting you know this is we need to get our money's worth the we, we, stereo God, we, we, we rented a, we rented a vhs player the the local esso garage for some reason suddenly started renting vhs players so we went down and gave a five pound deposit and came back with a suitcase that looked a little bit like a nuclear bomb and we opened it up it had a video player inside and uh, we watched team wolf three three times in a row it was it was fantastic so and now you say that someone they just go that was insane i just click here and just watch that that's fine mm. i was rubbish and, but you only watch it the once or even only five minutes of it but if yeah, you exactly. if you had the video the machine you're going to go i've rented that video i'm going to watch that twice i'm going to watch yeah. that three times having all this choice now how many times you sit down at night and literally i can't find anything to watch when you have got everything because when you only had a few things you could do right i'll dig out that i'll dig out the uh, the red dwarf video i'll watch that time and time again or something like that you know i'll, I'll look back on i recorded empire strikes back off itv you know with and i edited the news out of the middle or something like that but now yeah it's just yeah it's all there well i don't want it now it's all there so and, and the satisfaction of pressing pause for the advert and then unpausing it, you know, the unpausing the recording from the it goes back and you watch it back and you and you just go in, you you just going like that at the at the, the network, aren't you? Actually, going, no, I'm not watching your adverts. I once recorded a match today from my brother, and I knew that the first game didn't have any goals in the first half, so I was sat there. And when they finished the teams and they kicked off, I paused it. I waited for the first half to finish and then I unpaused it when they kicked the second half. And they scored after about you know, 10 minutes in the second half. It's all 55 minutes. And he got so confused because I edited out the whole of the first half. He, he, something's gone wrong with match of the day, something like that, you know? Uh, yeah. They, they attacked from the word go. <laughs> it was incredible. Attack, attack, attack from kickoff straight away. <laughs> very quick game, mine. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was this. Uh, Martin good. says his first. First VHS machine was a player, not a recorder. 
Oh. Was it a huge recorder? A huge player? Uh, never mind. Yeah. Um, uh, ZX <laughs> Guesses say, is damn you all to hell, Carl. Damn you to hell. Oh, what have I done now? I don't know. <laughs> well, He's incidentally, just... guys, ZX Guesser is the creator of the ZXNet editor. Oh, well, in which case, in which case, ZX Guess, not only do I bow humbly at your feet for a magnificent user-friendly system that uh, once I worked out, I press escape to do stuff, that was fine. Uh, but also, I don't owe you any money, do I? Please say I don't owe you any money. Because if so, I think I owe you a lot of money. And I don't want to owe you a lot of money. So please don't let me owe you a lot of money. Thank you. I've just seen uh, I've just seen a comment in the uh, in the in the chat. Uh, Boris goes skiing. Never popular. <laughs> former PM goes skiing. See that's that's the kind of li- see that's odd because you know it's not a TV show, but it's something that would probably fit in the wheelhouse of our people. Who knows? You know that he, Simon Coleman may have just redeemed himself from anal partridge. You never know. Mm, Boris he, goes he skiing. Yeah, hungry Boris. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I like that. Very mm. good. Very good. Yeah, you might have to do a video game section that's a parody of Digitizer. Well, that's the point. Yeah. That's the point. How can you parody Digitizer? You know, it's like that's impossible. You know, it's literally yeah. that gag has been done so well. You know, yeah. to the point where it became it just goes on a back computer game and then just goes off at a tangent completely yeah. utterly, and you just think. I'm never going to be as good as this. And that's like it's like someone said. Well, why don't you do like fake, fake news and stuff like that? I just think people do that all the time. You get the Onion, you get mm. Daily Mash and stuff like that. It's you know, this is do some. And what's quite nice, I've not seen many people do similar stuff to this. You know, certainly not. No one's done a kind of a teletext version or something like that. Although, and I did mention him earlier, Richard Osman does have a round in his show where you have to take a letter off a TV program or add a letter to a TV program, and then he describes it. So, oh, uh, three Yorkshiremen push a pig down a hill, and that's last of the summer swine. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, I've, I've got to double check, because if he comes up with good gellers or something like that at some point, or if he does anal partridge, and it turns out Simon Coleman was right all along, uh, you know, and he gets millions from Osman, and, and appears in his book, you know, and all that kind of stuff, uh, then, yeah, then maybe we can do the right thing. So I'm just going to keep an eye on that. I did have a, I did have a joke stolen by a comedian once, uh, and I was never very happy about that. You could have good yeah. gellers, gangsters sit around and try to bend spoons. See, they see there you go. That was an original idea when we when we wrote Good Gellers. We thought, do we do a do we do an actual joke? But then, but then you, you're taking good fellas, turning it to gellers. Is that can you get it? Yeah, and then you can you end up with the word celebrity bender, and there's always a worry if you write <laughs> the word celebrity bender. It could be Sarah <laughs> Michelle Geller from Buffy. yeah. Yeah, See, it's, it, and th- this is how it starts, and this is how it ends at three in the morning, crying yeah. into an empty bottle of beer. Definitely, yeah, make sure. You, do, do you actually literally have a notepad next to you by your bedside, or is that just like a, a creator's so, uh, myth? I, so, some no, sometimes I do, uh, and sometimes I stick someone in a phone, or sometimes, and this is genuinely true, I have an idea. I will put a load of objects on a table in a really weird fashion. So when I go back, I go, why did I do that? And it reminded me of what the listing was. And to this day, it has never worked. No. <laughs> so there are some really, really good ideas that 
I thought, I know, if I put a Weetabix next to a highlighter pen, a paperclip and three pounds in change, that will remind me this next day. No idea at all. No, what was I doing? Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But there is that thing. Write stuff down. Try and remember it. There are ones you suddenly remember in the middle of the night. I have got one out of bed once. God, says written something down. Uh, the wife thought the house was being burgled. But, uh, you know, there we go. But, and then, you know, you carry it all in the briefcase across to CFO Towers and then unpack it all there, get into the meetings discuss the ideas uh go on the on the trampolines that kind of thing and it's you know it all comes together eventually mm, yeah it sounds like a very high powered environment at CFO towers certainly it's it's 12 floors uh first floor reception floors two through nine are mainly trampoline parks uh floor 10 is listings 11 emergency trampoline park floor 12 uh sales admin and ladies gloves and then there's the roof which just has like antennas on and stuff like that that's that is that hr <laughs> HR in a small wooden hut just outside, yeah, uh, it, yeah. which is surrounded by by a moat. Yeah, people services, as, as we like to friendly call it these days, I guess. You you said something about uh, being annoyed at a, at a comedian um, that might have stolen some of your material. Did I hear that right? I did a joke years ago. Oh, not a joke. It's a true story on beta.com. Same guy's gone off and done Fessel, which is magnificent. Um, but I put on a true story, which is when I was... 22 years old, I just started driving. I borrowed my mum's car uh, and I was driving around listening to music on tapes and stuff like that. And I went to the garage, got a drink and something to eat and stuff like that. I gave her the car back. And a couple of days later, I came in the door and she's sitting by the phone next to this chair, this chair by the phone. I said, What's she sitting by the phone? She's looking really, really upset. And I go, and She says, You're right. So can you sit down? I said, uh, Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And uh, she says, Now you borrow my car. because Yes. I want you to answer me this truthfully. I said, okay, yeah, fine. And she pulls out a small tablet with a letter embossed on it. And she says, answer me truthfully, is this drugs? And I walked over to her and I picked it up. And I said, it's a smint. And it was because I had literally had some smints that day and stuff like that. I had to explain what smint was. And yeah. I wrote, and, and that got cute. I got that one question of the week or someone on, on Beach about 10 years ago and stuff like that. A comedian, and I won't name that comedian, has done exactly the same story, almost word for word, on a show. And I think eh, it's very unlikely, you know, because they even do the pause and they even say, "Is this drugs?" And then, "No, mum, it's a smint," you know. And it's uh, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So, I, I, you know, the weird thing is, if you think of anything fun these days, if you see someone on telly with like a big hat or something like that, and you give it five seconds and go on Twitter and type in "big hat." 700 people have gone did you see the man with the big hat what did it with the big hat how big was that hat stuff like that so there's kind of there's there's no originality anymore but the fact that it's yeah. stolen a bit yeah it just does annoy me slightly there was another one during the uh during euro 2020 um i posted a picture of a swiss fan when switzerland are losing uh with like well they're, they're losing with two minutes to go against germany or france and the guys absolutely can't bear it and then they score and then it cut back to him and he got his shirt off and was going mad and I posted the two side by side and it went viral and I got like um seven million hits or something like that off it wow. and I got three new followers yeah. which is fantastic you know but I then saw it about 40 minutes later on a variety of sites and the weird thing is is that when I 
I stuck them together in PowerPoint. I'd actually done it wrong, and there was a little white line underneath it that you wouldn't have accidentally done if you'd done it yourself. Mm. All the retweets had that little white line underneath. I thought, you've stolen that from me. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I did manage to get it. I think I've got it on Know Your Meme that I've, mm. I've claimed it as my own. Uh, right, but yeah, well. but yeah, it went ludicrously viral. My phone melted down. It was on BBC News the next day. It was featured on the New York Times, and I got three followers. I had a moment like that. Do you remember... If you're a football fan, you might remember that uh, the Liverpool player, Ryan Babel, once tweeted a picture of uh, referee Howard Webb in a Manchester United shirt. Yes. That was, that was a Photoshop that I did in like 2008. And then it was, what was it, 2013 that he tweeted that? I can't remember. But uh, yeah, and to this day, nobody knows that I did it. There you go. It's <laughs> an exclusive because it was in all the newspapers and stuff, wasn't it, the next day? Hmm. How weird, yeah, it's, terrible Photoshop. It's, weird. it's that democratisation of stuff, which means anyone can have an idea, but also anyone can nick an idea. And often it's, if someone's got a load more followers than you, they'll just claim it as their own and they'll pass it as their own material. You know, the kind of, uh, you know, the way that a lot of top comedians uh, <laughs> nick jokes from other people and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, you can't get too precious about it. That's why sometimes some of the CFOs we write are so ridiculously stupid that no one would ever try and copy it, you know. So, uh, you know, might as well just go down that route. Yeah. Uh, well, and Martin says, I sent a tweet to a well-known comedian who used it as their opening words on the BBC radio show three minutes later. Um, okay, see, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was probably a really bad pun Martin sent through, to be honest, because that would be what he would have done. But uh, no, it's weird is that, yeah, your stuff gets used uh, or you'll send something in a, in a competition or something like that and it weirdly, it'll turn up a couple of weeks later or something like that. But, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? So there we go. Yeah. I mean, for, frankly, I, I'm stealing the entire CFAX font. So, you know, I've really got no, not a lot of there to stand on, really. Transformative license, I think yes. they could uh, put that under. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what we will claim in court, exactly. Yes, Millard. <laughs> oh, no, it's good. Got anything else on the uh, YouTube uh, comments uh, and the Discord comments there, Dan? Well, we've had a million questions from Reynard, so we might as well just ask one of them. He asks <laughs> if, a if a lucky monkey offered you infinite magic, would you let it cover your house? in cottage cheese and uncomfortable pictures of Christopher Biggins. Some very specific terms and conditions being applied to this infinite magic. I mean, I presume I would, because if I had infinite magic, I'd that, right, thanks very much indeed, monkey. I'm now going to remove the cottage cheese and, and Biggins memorabilia and restore everything to normal. I'm also going to remove your powers because my magic is infinite. Uh, so I guess I would put up with that slight inconvenience of a cottage cheese Biggins house for a while if I could then have him. Yeah, of course I would. I'd be fine with that. And if you could let me know where this where this infinite magic dispensing lucky monkey is, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, I guess Has this guy got like um, shares in craft or something like that. It could well be. That's mm. right. Yeah, I, was, uh, I think if you if you mix up his name and bring it back together, it spells Dairy Lee Laughing Cow. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. on magazine, people used to have their names like that. They were just anagrams of other stuff, like their real name. It's like something ridiculous, but it was an anagram of their real life name. Uh, ZX Guesser actually asks. Uh, do you want a page on Chunky Text, which is an online teletext service that he runs? Uh, you could potentially put up a nice selection of your greatest hits there, maybe, Ooh. of your CFO greatest Lovely. hits. Lovely. 
absolutely yeah anything that we can do to kind of showcase stuff and make make people see it and make it more teletexty i did try i've done some compilations where i've i've done them in, in a like a little tv and stuff like that. the problem is that when i put a little tv they become really hard to read because i realized how small they were and that actually you had to sit really close to the telly to see it all properly before on your tiny tv screen mm. so yeah anything we do that anything that makes it easy i mean as i said at the moment it's it's zxnet it's 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 escape six to make them blue it's fit the words in it's yeah. exported out all that kind of stuff it's write the old text all that sort of thing anything anything you make my life a bit easier would be great please make it easier well i think you'll find that zx will be a bit of a guru for that because a lot of the artwork that i make i just uh, export to png just in in the corner and you Brilliant. just save it as a png file and you just drop it straight to twitter Oh, fantastic. That sounds very good. That that could yeah. save our lives completely, which which is good. So, yeah. So, well, you, anyway, you could, but you could sublet the other six floors of the office out. If you could get <laughs> the uh, if you can get the powers in there, there's a lot more trampoline space you could let out to other people. The problem is that the trampolines are making quite a lot of money, to be honest. I mean, that's Seafood doesn't really make any cash. Mainly it's trampolines. And obviously, we've. So the change got, coming out of their pockets is their bounce Yeah, that, down. That, that, that kind of thing. And, you know, yeah. And, yeah, the, the, the various deaths. And then we, we clear those lockers a couple of weeks later. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, no, it's, it's a very good idea. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we, we're just happy that several thousand people possibly look at our stuff every day and laugh at it. Uh, and sometimes people, for some reason, just follow us and then leave. Uh, and you always wonder that. I, we got to like about 4,300 4, followers earlier and they dropped back two. And I thought, what, what were those two people wanting? They suddenly thought, well, I'm, I'm bored of these semi-satirical, funny pun things that are going on. We, we, we did get followed. We did get a spate of a lot of fake, sexy ladies following us as well. Yeah, I thought uh, my luck was in, but um, yeah, I don't think they were real. No, I'm not entirely sure that they found like a Danger Mouse pun very funny. I think they may well have been fake and stuff there like you that yeah, you, yeah your teletext art really turns me on that's right yeah and and, and what they what of course if they were real what they would do is send a picture of themselves with like three blocks and say press reveal and that's oh. what you'd like you see mm, well this is it press reveal and with a premium rate number underneath it just to make yeah. me feel <laughs> nostalgic yeah that's it yeah and that's how you know isn't it yeah, um, when you know you know uh, Nathan Dane asks, have you seen NMS CFAX yet? Which is a little bit like Chunky Text, but it's a CFAX revival. So you go to NMS CFAX on, on Google. Uh, it's like um, he's oh, stolen all the RSS. Yeah, he's pulled all the RSS feeds from the BBC website. And he does uh, live streams on YouTube. Oh, he has a look at this. Well. Was was this was this chap on BBC a while ago? Because, he certainly was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I saw he, this because I looked and thought this is fantastic. Yeah, because I'm on because I've immediately gone to three hundred two to set the football news. I'll be looking at three one two to see the key decisions in the women's super league. Imagine seeing the women's super league on CFAX in the eighties. God, my my father would have burnt the telly. Uh, so yeah, no, that's that sort of thing is fantastic. He's also he's digitised a very nice little uh, little remote control at the side there. Uh, which is lovely. The only thing is, I don't know, has he got music? Has he got music playing or not? Yeah, I don't know if he's got music or not. So I turn the sound off, I just on, hit... on, his, on his YouTube I... channel, he'll stream it like, and he'll have the music piping underneath it. Oh, that's lovely. But on the viewer that ZX Guesser has, he, you can change the channels, then press text. So channel one would be CFAX, two would be TFAX, and three is Chunky. Uh, chunk text and I think four is saying it as well and then is there another service as well that we keep talking about 
in the chat. Uh, that's certainly these incredibly you lot are incredibly technical in those times. I worked with some really technical people in my non-CFO job, and I'm always amazed that I I genuinely I tried to learn like HTML about 20 years ago, and I just couldn't, and I've just given up on all that. I can do you know 10 print. Tim is the best. Uh, semicolon to. 20 go to 10 run that kind of thing and then and then leg it out of dixon's as quickly as possible uh but i'm still constantly amazed and stuff like nmsc facts it's just it's astonishing that people do that and stuff like that and i think mm. what would be nice sometimes is that at least i can do the kind of the funny editorial side of it you know and maybe not knowing it how to do those other bits mm. i'm kind of quite glad i don't know how to do it but because what you guys do is just scary and i wouldn't know how to do it in the first place like when dan dan sent some lovely pictures in the past like he sent us a, a, a certain amount of followers cake or something like that and that was really really kind admittedly he stopped doing it after the first one uh so never mind you know uh but that kind of thing is, i tried to make a picture there you see that fantastic which is just good yeah oh, wow. i thought isn't that beautiful fantastic yeah. you know you know obviously uh i thought those were like two i thought those were eyes it was like a snake and i realized it was 500 which is good uh which is fab i'm not sure what the cake's made of uh presume some, or is it toilet rolls i don't know 500 <laughs> toilet rolls or something like that but no that's lovely and the fact you guys can do that i tried making a picture i tried doing the tracing thing and it, it just it just looked like someone who had like severe burns to their face or something like that it just didn't work at all so you know i'm in awe of that kind of thing you know um that's that's lovely so you, you keep doing that kind of technical stuff and being really whizzy and i'll keep doing the low quality puns and you know and never the twain shall meet no it's nice and i really appreciate the fact that you guys have retweeted stuff i mean we're laughing at uh, uh the comments on the thing from uh from rob there rob almost every single thing we've done he retweets to like nine thousand followers and his cartoons and stuff are brilliant and stuff like that and the fact that someone like that is laughing at something we did and you sometimes see the followers you know we've got a, there's a guy who's like a really ludicrously famous actor it's like he's he's like um he's the son of timothy west and prunella scales you know, people who i like grew up watching tv and he joined one night and just started liking like, i think that guy's liking our stuff you know it's just it blows your mind or something like that people are doing it i say you know we, there's some people who've responded back you know um you, you kind of pick the right topic like uh, we did some for uh, diamonds and forever based around dominic diamond and he got back really quickly <laughs> and it was yeah. really nice uh and we had sydney's kumar thing and I, I my favorite my favorite thing which will appeal to you guys is i got followed on CFO one night by David Doak. David Doak, one of the programmers of Goldeneye on the N64, yes. who oh. also appears in Goldeneye as Dr. Doak, uh, the character you have to meet to get some information off. And I messaged him, I'm so, can I just say, first of all, so delighted. Thank you very much indeed. And I apologize for the several hundred times I shot you in the face. Uh, <laughs> and and he wrote back to say, you not believe how many people told me that he shoot me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so it's nice. He pops up now and then. Yeah, we've got, as I say, Mr. Biffer, we've, we've got John Earls and stuff like that and you guys as well it's, it's really appreciated so we'll keep doing it as long as people keep laughing and people keep asking us to come on things like this it's, it's a pleasure and uh, as i say if it makes more than one person laugh then that we've, we've done our job and that's what's brilliant well we'll have to apologize to you because obviously you've ticked the publicity box now so that's not going to be us getting you back anytime <laughs> soon you'll be on every podcast going um that's and, fine and, like and, that. and, and so actually good. actually having all these people who are interested in the, the message mm. you get and just someone just you know dropping a message now and we've been slaving away writing these things late into the night and thinking no one's reading and then someone writes back and says that's the funniest thing i've read in weeks or something like that right. and that makes it all worth it so mm. no really really appreciate it guys and i've probably i think i've run out of things to say and i really really need a week so yeah, I'll, I'll you, probably you bet, you, you bet. you got any final questions 
Well, just just check that chat uh, quickly because I've been I've been revving them up for two weeks. They're all here, so let, let let's make let's give them the final say because I want you to plug your man back in as well. I think you might you might get his uh, ECG back going. Yeah, a little bit late for that. I think uh, <laughs> like hour hour forty five. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I've had I've had a beer rest over the last twenty minutes. It's cooled it down quite nicely. <laughs> excellent, excellent. What what have you got there, Dan? Right. Well. Thank you to everybody who's left comments tonight. I mean, Reynard has been hysterically funny, uh, and Martin as well, uh, popping up now and again with his own CFOs that I'm sure you'll want to troll. If if we ever die or are taken out by some sort of tactical missile strike, I'm pretty sure Martin, I'm not saying responsible, but I'm sure Martin would actually be able to come in and do a pretty good job. Uh, Obviously, once he got through the floors of trampolines and stuff like that. So... uh, (laughs) Yeah, once you get through the first floor, it's relatively easy from there on. It just mm. goes quite quickly. So yeah, no, it's good. And yeah, and all this, the uh, the lovely comments from uh, from Reynard and lots of nice people there. Yeah, we'll keep doing it. Thank you for everyone who just sends nice messages. It's really appreciated. Uh, and when we're feeling a bit low and down, as you tend to get these days with the way of the world, mm. someone comes back and says that made like laugh, lol, mm. smiley face makes it worth it. Thank you, Tim. You've been no, it's been uh, a pleasure, guys. Sport, mate. Brilliant sport, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have you have you back on. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, a, fingers crossed. We'll we'll try and sort Keith out next time. Uh, yeah. As I say, so fingers crossed. I've not heard anything. Yeah. I can hear the distant sound of a siren. That might be him on the way. That might be him in his ice cream truck, maybe. Yeah, we, but, which is fine. He's not going to sell any going that speed. You'd have to meet Vibert at some point as well, but um, that'll okay. be for another day. <laughs> Right, fantastic. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. Keep keep flying the flag for all this sort of stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah and we will talk again. But it's been absolutely patient. Thank you, everyone, in the comments. It's been thoroughly nice to to uh, to not meet you, but to see the ramblings you come up with. And uh, and follow us at CFO, even though you probably all do. And that's yeah. UX, which really irritates me now to spell it out every single time. Fantastic. Take care, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye. Thanks again to Tim for being a guest on our Sofa Club and on the Buy High No Limit podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to these podcasts as much as I do enjoy making them. Remember, if you feel that way inclined, you can like or rate the podcast wherever you get it from. Uh, You can also support the podcast by buying me a Kofi at kofi.com forward slash buy high. Um, any proceeds will go towards the running costs of hosting the podcast on Podbean and any promotional material. Thank you to Meat Lotion and Dr. No Vocal Cords for supporting me on Kofi so far. Uh, it's been much appreciated. Teletext People has been presented by me, Carl Attrell and Dan Farrimond and is a Bite High No Limit production. Until next time, keep it blocky. here it's over go home go